on this edition of Money with Friends for big blue chip stocks that are cheap. But is it for a reason? The not so fantastic four on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from Detroit, Michigan, in my mom's half-finished basement, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the money news show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And now we do it for you six days a week, all in about, stress on about, 15 minutes-ish. About <laughs> an ish, right? Ish. We're working on it. 15 minutes. We're getting in, close. In quotes. Yeah, I don't like it when people do the in quotes thing. If you're not watching us, you can't see ish. I got my little fingers up yet, ish. Uh, today's, <laughs> today's show is brought to you by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated every day. Only Tiller imports your latest spending, account balances, and finances directly into Google Sheets and Microsoft Excel every day. Head to uh, stackybenjamins.com forward slash Tiller, that's T-I-L-L-E-R, for uh, two months free. Two, not one, two. So make sure to use our link. We've got a great show today. We are going to be talking about stocks and picking stocks and stocks that might look cheap, but might not be cheap. But to kick this off, who is going to lead off today's show? This is Bethany from the Money Millhouse. P.E. ratios? Stock purchase plans? Federal Reserve meetings? We must be getting ready for another episode of Money with Friends. Our headline today comes to us from MarketWatch. Bobby, this is written by Barbara Kohlmeyer. Uh, that's a name I haven't seen yet. I've seen, you know, after a while you start to see some of the same names. Barbara Kohlmeyer is one I haven't seen. Maybe so. she's a new contributor. Barbara, Hi, Barbara, welcome, Barbara, to the community. <laughs> Let us be welcome. the first. We liked your piece. Uh, MarketWatch says these four big blue chip stocks are cheap for a reason, cautions money managers. You know, we should talk first about blue chip stocks just briefly yes. for people that might be new to investing. What's a blue chip stock, Bobby? Oh gosh, I didn't look up the exact, I, I don't want to get the definition wrong, but I think they're basically the classic stocks that there's a perception that they're going to be safer. That's probably a misperception, but they're sort of traditional old school stocks that yeah. would be, you know, the kind of stocks that would be in the Dow necessary, things like that. And uh, I don't know, we can go, let me go look that up. You go, go say something just, Joe, while just, I look up what what is the technical definition of a blue, blue chip stock. I, I think as usual, Bobby's being way too over analytical about it because I think you hit it right on the head. These are the stocks that are the bellwethers that uh, everybody thinks about when they think about stocks. So these four big stocks. Wait, wait, wait. Can I, you just, you, let me finish now. You let got me it? just tell you, there is no official definition for a blue chip stock, number there one. But in general, they are large, stable, and financially sound companies that are leaders in their respective industries. Okay, proceed. There it is. Uh, uh, Barbara writes, for all the angst in the stock market seems to have caused recently, angst in the stock market's caused recently. It looks, looks like it's been, I like angst, the stock market seemed to have caused. Uh, it looks like, to have been for nothing when you consider the stats. The S&P 500, as we record this, is down a little. And the NASDAQ is up a little with five weeks to go until the end of the third quarter. Would you have been better off at the beach? Sometimes the best thing to do is nothing and just sit on your hands and wait. Lance Roberts, chief investment strategist at Real Investment Advice and independent advisor, said in a YouTube segment recently, 
markets are going to tell us what they want to do eventually. On to our call of the day, which also pleads patience. It comes from Jesse Felder, a money manager who co-founded a multi-billion dollar hedge fund firm and now blogs at the Felder Report. He's been tracking a basket of stocks he refers to as the not-so- Fantastic Four, <laughs> McDonald's, Caterpillar, Boeing, and 3M or McBam. McBam. So we, you know, we we have like acronyms. You know how like in celebrity and entertainment world they have like Brangelina and those kind of acronyms for celebrity couples. And then we had the Fang stocks, which were the technology, you know, that basket of technology stocks. Yeah. Now we have the McBam, of course, family of stocks, which is McDonald's, Caterpillar, Boeing, and 3M. We shouldn't say that when I'm hungry. <laughs> Anyway, those stocks outperformed the big fang stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Alphabet parent Google um, between 2016 and 2018. But since that time, the McBam group, I feel like we could just keep saying McBam, has fallen around 10%. But Felder argues they're still not cheap enough, making his case with the chart below. And you can go to the link in our in our uh, schedule on our, on our Money with Friends podcast webpage to see the chart showing the group's valuation based on average enterprise value to revenue, the price you'd pay for a company plus the money it generates. On that basis, he says, the, those stocks are trading more than 30% higher than at any other time in the past 35 years as long-term sales growth stumbles. In other words, it's going to take a lot more 18-month periods like we've just had before these stocks approach anything near a historically normal valuation level, let alone a level that could be deemed cheap, he says. All right, enough of the piece, Bobby, because frankly, when I picked this piece, I wasn't that interested in the piece, but we see these all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Four stocks that we should follow, four stocks we shouldn't follow. And the acronym. McBAM. I had to have McBAM in there. (laughs) So, but, but what did you think of this piece when you read about these four stocks? When you see this type of a piece talking about four stocks that look like they're cheap, but might not be, what's your first thought? I did a little eye roll to be honest with you, I think that it's important that if we're going to tell people not to time the market, we don't tell them to time the market because effectively this is what it's saying. It's saying, don't look at the fun. I mean, it is saying to look at the fundamentals, but it's also saying to, if you're going to buy these time it to when they're going to be cheaper, just because based on those valuations that he's using the metrics that the right, that the Mr. Felder is using don't line up with his goals. The market is saying, this is what they're worth now. And sometimes value stocks for different reasons. So I think that if you get into this, we'll wait till they're even cheaper. That can be very dangerous if that's going to be your investing strategy. There's an infinite universe of stocks, even an infinite universe to some degree of blue chip stocks. So I think that you have to figure out your own goals, whether these stocks match your goals at this time. And if they don't, that's fine. But this sort of implies you should time it and wait for them to get quote cheaper. Meh, I would look at other stocks then if they don't match your goals and leave it at that. But I do think there's some truth here. And the truth I think though is hidden in all of the sexy jargon that they talk about. And, and, and here's where the truth is. There are stocks that look like they're cheap because all four of these stocks are down versus the market, which is held out at, at even depending right. on which down market doesn't mean at. cheap. Right. right. But, but in, in the chart that people can't see if you're, if you're, just listening to this, it shows the fact that their valuation isn't as high because their sales have stumbled, which means that if you're buying a stock just because of the fact that it looks cheap on the chart, 
there are other charts and stocks are cheap. Cheap stocks are cheap for a reason. And that was hard for me to learn when I was a financial planner, because at first I thought, hey, you know, a client would come in and they'd show me this stock that is through the floor. And they're like, what do you think? I'm like, man, it looks good. Looks looks like it gone. It went down a lot. And just because in my head, I, you know, I mean, think about how um, how egotistical this is to think about the fact that I saw a chart on X day. The stock has gone way down. It looks incredibly cheap. I think, Bobby, just because I saw it today and it looks like it's cheap, that the second that I buy it because it's cheap, what is it going to do? It's going to start coming back, right? Right. Well, first of all, there's an expression, you don't want to catch a falling knife. You can't catch a falling knife. I don't know. I butchered that. And that also was, I didn't mean to, that wasn't meant to be a play on words. But anyway, you get the idea. I butchered the falling knife analogy. But the truth is, like anything you're going to buy, there's usually a reason it's on sale. If you go into a store and you see items on sale, there's a reason they were marked down because they're no longer in style or maybe they're damaged goods or maybe they're just never going to come back in style. You don't know. And to do that, you have to do your homework on that individual stock. And there's so many other places to go if a stock is down for cause, I guess. If it's down because the whole market went down for something that is unrelated to that individual stock. And this gets into why it's so hard to buy individual stocks. And you think that that other reason is going to change over the short term. Sure, it may be worth looking at, but you have to always figure out why is the overall market valuing this lower? And if you know something that the market doesn't know, which you may, I mean, you may have insider information, or you may just know more about the something else going on in the industry and you may have a different belief system and feel that it's undervalued. That's what you know people look for. That's why people pay for active stock managers. That's their job is to find that. As an individual, I don't think I'm that good. Yeah. It, well, most, well, most people aren't that good. I mean, in history shows that people can't, can't pick a, a stock. Generally speaking, there was a um, study just a couple of years ago, Charles Schwab looked into their brokerage accounts and they showed that the stocks people sold off perform better in aggregate than the ones they they put the money into. So when people sold stock A to buy stock B, stock A did better than stock B. And our brain made us underperform uh, during that time. And we see it all the time, right? People buy when stocks are high. They sell when stocks are low. They do exactly the wrong thing. But it, it, I really think it's funny when you buy a stock, um, you just have to, you have to look at the fundamentals of the stock. And I think you'll get a much clearer picture. And so there's two types of analysis. There's charts and graphs, which is what they call technical analysis. And then there's fundamental analysis, which is looking at things like sales. And you start to get a clear picture when you look at sales. To your point, Bobby, when you say things are marked down for a reason, finding out that reason and learning how to read about year over year revenue, um, uh, uh, revenue sales, earnings per share, uh, debt, and where's the debt in a company? How much free cash flow does a company have? Once you learn to read these things that sound kind of complicated, you actually get a much bigger picture, better picture of where the stock's headed. And you still might not beat the market, but your chance of picking a stock that is going to do what you want it to do, I think is much better. We also have a tendency to gravitate towards stocks where we are familiar with the company as a consumer. And for some people, that has worked very well. Warren Buffett is famous for buying into companies 
companies that he actually uses. And that can be very good, but you also can't do that in a bubble. Just because you use something doesn't mean that all the things that you, Joe, were talking about are lining up. Right. So it's important for me not to invest in a bubble. And even Warren Buffett has talked about missing, especially when it comes to technology, missing opportunities because he simply just wasn't able to understand what was going on in these companies. There's plenty of other stuff that he's found that's been fantastic. So there's a huge universe of stocks and you don't have to limit it to the stocks that you are directly familiar with. But to your point, as, as a consumer, I sure. Say. But to your point, there's a great, there's a great saying that is by what you know. And the, the guy that actually coined that, uh, one of the early guys that coined that, a guy named Peter Lynch, who ran a big fund at Fidelity called Magellan for a long time, wrote a great book back in the 90s called Beat the Street, which still really holds up today. He says that buy what you know is great, but that's just the beginning. Like start with things that you know, but then go through the fundamental stuff that we talked about a little bit earlier here. Uh, dig into the company. Like that's the top of your funnel, stuff that you know. Right. That's your first filter is yes. start with companies that you know enough about to be able to evaluate them yeah. and then evaluate them with the market's point of view, not your personal point of view, because you may have a personal bias. And we see that in so many things, even just generally in politics, people, you know, you'll see in every election, national, local, what have you, even, you know, across, you know, the globe, people with familiar brand names will often uh, get a bump up just because of familiar names. And we have a tendency to do that without fully always understanding, you know, what's behind the brand that is familiar. In just a minute, you will get uh, Bobby and my takeaways from this piece. But first, I'd like to talk a little bit about our sponsor, Tiller, because it's your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated every day. You can manage your money 10 times faster. Tiller combines the ease of automation and the flexibility of a spreadsheet. So you start off with Tiller with a spreadsheet when you go to stackybedjamins.com forward slash T-I-L-L-E-R. You get to kick the tires for two months for free. If you go in the front door, you'll just get one month. When you go there, you can start off with a template or just with your own spreadsheet, your choice. I like to use a template because some people have already made some cool things using Tiller. I start there. Then I can customize it, which is neat. The automation piece that Tiller talks about in this script that I'm reading, where Tiller combining flexibility of a spreadsheet with ease of automation, the automation is this. All of your financial life, whether you use one bank or five, whether you've got your money in one IRA, a 401k or wherever, you can have that all download every day uh, automatically for you into a spreadsheet, not an app, but a spreadsheet that you put together. It goes there safely and uh, also uh, goes there in a way where nobody can see it but you. Head to stackybedjamins.com forward slash tiller for more and you'll also get a couple months uh, free to check it out. All right. I like the fact that it's just easy, Joe. It is. It is it's just easy. It is. I just, I just got to say, like, <laughs> it's easier. It just is. Just make your life easier. Way, way, way easy. Well, I didn't like Tiller at first because I thought it was, in my head when I heard spreadsheet, I thought it was going to be much harder than an app. And then once I found out that these templates make it like an app, but I can change all the bad stuff that I don't like about the app, it becomes my favorite app. So good stuff. All right. Check it out, everyone. Ready for your takeaway? You go first. Okay, I will go first. Uh, the reason I brought this to the table was specifically because people look at cheap stocks and they think that a cheap stock is a great buy. And stocks are cheap for a reason. There's always a reason why stocks are down. And like any Sherlock Holmes, 
you, when it comes to stocks, you want to know why it's down before you put your harder money into it. As Bobby said earlier, you don't want to catch a falling knife. You want to invest in things that help you reach your goals. So begin with the end in mind. And then if that means purchasing individual stocks, don't just look at a stock that's down. Look at why it's down. And by the way, it's not just for stocks that are down. If a stock is up and it's surged recently, why is it up? Because even though we don't want to time the market, we also don't want to put our money in something that we don't understand. And getting into the numbers, the fundamental numbers that we talked about earlier, I think that's the key to understanding these individual companies. And by the way, before I get to my official takeaway, you bring up a really important point that we didn't talk about, that just because the stock is up doesn't mean it's not going to go up more. A lot of people are hesitant to invest in the stock market when it's at, quote, record highs. That doesn't mean it won't go higher just because it is high. It just depends. We don't know. The market goes up Here's generally. Here's my takeaway. Yeah. Over, over long periods of time, the market goes up 70% of the time. Uh, so the market should be at a high most of the time. That would be ideal. Yes. May the market always reach new highs and new highs and higher highs. Here is my official takeaway, though, and it's short and sweet. Don't time the market, but do look at valuation. Understand why the market is putting this price on these stocks. And if you don't like the price and if it's not right for you, it's a big universe. Go shopping. That's it. That is that is shop for stocks. That is fantastic. Find the one that's right for you. I like don't always doesn't have to be in the bargain bin. I like going shop. I don't like shopping. I like shopping for equities though. Sounds good. I like shopping for things that make my net worth bigger. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for hanging out with us today, everybody who hung out with us on Facebook. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks also to everybody who's left us a review of the show. To people hanging out with us uh, wherever you're listening to this, Uh, Bobby. Where do people find us? On Instagram and Twitter at Money Friends Pod. And you can also get links to the shows that, to, excuse me, links to any articles that we discuss on any of our shows by going to our website, Money with Friends Podcast and.com and going to the schedule and looking up either the date that the show was taped or the date that the show first goes out on all of the various podcast audio platforms. That's going to do it for today. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Everybody. Have a great day, everyone. Bye bye. <laughs> this show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Our engineer is the amazing Steve Stewart. And for a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with a real episode of Money with Friends.